There's a lot of hype in the online space about hitting those big number goals. In fact, it's talked about so much that perhaps you've never really stopped to consider what you actually want. Exactly how much money does your business actually need to align with your purpose and your needs? Today, we're diving into the exact numbers you need to know in your business so you can make better decisions for you rather than some arbitrary number thrown around on the internet. And while it's a conversation based in strategy, it's going to shift your mindset around money in a major way so you can experience more financial freedom and success that actually feels like success. We'll walk you through the best way to be strategic with setting financial goals in your business so that you can actually hit them. If you're someone who has avoided looking at the numbers in your business because you never feel like you're making enough or is questioning if your business will ever make enough money, this episode is a must listen. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Dondria Owens. Dondria is a certified public accountant, CPA, who helps creatives and small business owners know their numbers so they can grow their profit, up-level their life, and keep more money while doing it. Before launching the creative CFO, Dondria worked in public accounting by day and ran her wedding invitations business, Jenkins Rose, by night. She is passionate about educating and empowering women entrepreneurs to confidently make financial decisions in their business. Dondria, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I am so excited to chat. So (laughs) I read your bio, but can you let me know in your own words a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Of course. So um, as you said, I'm a CPA and I work primarily with women entrepreneurs to really get to know their numbers so that they can grow their profit. Um, So we're talking about women who uh, are in business, some by accident and some by trade, um, but they're doing really well and they just really want to get a handle on the numbers without feeling the pressure of going to a more traditional CPA who might not understand their online businesses. Um, So that's what I do. Um, The why behind what I do, it comes from when I own my own business and, of course, was doing wedding invitations and some small business branding. I got to meet so many other business owners and they had one common pain point and it was all about the finances. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that I had that skill set, but I also had a clear understanding of their business, it just felt really good to marry the two. And it took me out of public accounting, which was <laughs> boring. <laughs> I mean, I honestly love the clients that I worked with there, but this is so much more, um, especially just, you know, being able to be a part of the creative industry and, and something groundbreaking and new and startups. That's my jam. Yes. I love that so much. That's so amazing. And I can only imagine 
the shift in clientele that you get. Like, I mean, I think yeah. online entrepreneurs are pretty amazing and I'm pretty sure you do too. So yes. <laughs> I think that we're a fun bunch and that was probably a very um, nice change of pace. <laughs> Absolutely. So can you tell me, is there like one mindset shift that has made the biggest difference for either you or your clients? Yeah. So the one that's made the biggest difference for both of us has been learning how to set financial goals that feel in alignment with me. So down to my purpose, whatever my needs are, just setting my goals based on that instead of some arbitrary number that I just pull out of you know thin air. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is very prevalent in the online space. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, you see a lot more of the numbers than I do. But I think that, you know, in this online industry, there is almost a lot of pressure to hit a certain income goal, to reach a certain point, to, you know, have the 10K months to, you know, you know, like all of it. Right. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it's something that's very heavily marketed around. And I think what's interesting about what you're saying is we're kind of letting some of that take a back seat. It's not that we're saying, you know, the numbers aren't important or that like, it doesn't matter, but we're saying, Hey, have you actually checked in here? Like, are you Mm -hmm. actually working toward a goal that feels aligned to you? Are you actually, you know, thinking about it in that way, because I think that a lot of us, especially in the beginning, are not. <laughs> and right. I think that that's something that comes up again and again is that, like, of course, it's good to make more money in your business, but I think that we don't want to do that at the detriment of our life, at the detriment of how much free time we have or how much time we have for the things that are most important to us. So I'm yeah. curious to hear. Um, If that's something that you come up against when you work with your clients or kind of how you have that conversation with them about why it is that they want to hit that certain income goal. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we talk, talk about a lot is our definition of success and how in each of our businesses, success, success looks really differently. And it's a very personal thing and it is not just a single number or, you know, a number of clients or anything like that. So it's really turning the lens internal, like saying, what is it that I want? What can I do in my business and still have a life outside of the business? And, you know, and what what is that going to look like numbers wise? And so I think before business owners come to me, you know, we're all talking online and in that space and we see someone hitting 10K months or that's the goal that's promoted by the coaches, you know, how to hit 10K months or mm-hmm. how to make your first 5K. And everything is tied around the numbers until they get to me. And I'd say, well, let's kind of put the number aside and let's talk about what it is that first you need in order to survive. And then second, let's talk about what that looks like in terms of your client load that you have to take on and what changes would you need to make in your life? And does all of this match up with what you want to be doing? You know, so in that way, things become more focused in on self and on that individual business owner. Um, And I think that helps. It puts purpose behind that number, which I think a lot of us need to move forward. Totally. I think that's really interesting to me. And I also think that it's a little bit of a departure from what you normally hear from a CPA. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think that that's like fascinating to me as well, because 
I feel like this is a much more in-depth conversation than you would get from someone who is like only doing bookkeeping or only, you know, doing your taxes at year end. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of the things that you mentioned are so incredibly important. Right. I think that when it comes to creatives and especially (laughs) the (laughs) tendency is almost to like, well, I can speak from personal experience here. So I was a graphic designer. I had a background in branding and design. And I just knew that I had this skill and that I could make money for it, right? So I went from a day job to freelancing and I was like, I can just do this thing and make a living and that's awesome, right? But the, the focus was so much more on the work, right? It was so much more on the creation and feeling, you know, inspired and really doing that work and feeling good about that. And of course, like getting clients as well. But None of that in the beginning was nearly as number focused. It was more Mm -hmm. like I knew that I had to make money and I knew that like I could make money doing this, but it wasn't so much like, okay, like what do I need to live and what does that look like and how many, you know, packages do I have to do at a time to make that work? Mm -hmm. And like, that's a lot more strategic in the way that you approach it. But in my mind, that's almost more important because it allows you to make really strategic and educated decisions in your business from that perspective of, well, like if I know I have to make X just to put food on the table or pay rent, then it just makes it so much easier to craft offers and craft packages around that so that you can actually get paid that, which is a huge gap that I see in the beginning, because I think that we love to focus on the thing that comes easily to us. Of course, it's so comfortable to go deeper into the design work or into the creation of whatever it is that you do. But the numbers thing doesn't come quite as easily. So it's almost like there's a little bit of like an avoidance mindset in there. Mm -hmm. Do you find that to be true in your work? I actually do. I think there's a struggle with getting really clear on what it is that you need and why. It's really easy to just continue on in the race. Everyone wants to be busy and get as many clients because we think that will solve whatever lack mindset we might have. But really, Mm. that's not the case. Like You could really stop it before you do any work. You could say, what's the minimum amount of clients or customers that I need? And okay, if I at least do this, I know that I'm covered. Everything else is extra. And just imagine the amount of relief that comes in a single month. (laughs) Just from knowing when you've hit that goal and what the rest of the month could look like. It just, it brings more ease to earning revenue. And that's really what I'm trying to draw in. There's so much more freedom in that. Absolutely. Than pushing, pushing, pushing and feeling like it's never enough, right? Which I think is like, that's almost like the trap, right? I feel like that's what we get sucked into way too easily is just feeling like no matter how much money you make, it's never enough. And I think that if you start with your needs, like you're talking about here, it's just like, okay, well, first of all, what do those numbers actually look like? Because I see a remarkable number of creatives and entrepreneurs who don't actually know the numbers off the Mm -hmm. bat. Right. And I think that that is so important as well. But once you know those numbers, really being able to say like, okay, well, like that's just so much simpler and so much 
easier than I was thinking about this before. And now that I know that I can like make better decisions or I can feel more ease in my business or I can allow things to flow more easily. And I think like that in itself is kind of like, that's where mindset comes into play because of course it's easier to like sign clients. Of course it's easier to write marketing content. It's easier to go through those actions in your business when you don't feel like this immense amount of pressure behind every single one. So Mm -hmm. I just love what you're talking about there because it really just does give so much more structure to something that can feel very ambiguous, I think. Right. Yeah. And that's what it's meant to do. You know, we could go out there and pursue every single sale that comes our way. And I mean, you have to think about, is there true satisfaction in doing that? Or is there more satisfaction in learning how many you need? And then knowing that once you cover that, you can take a break. You can take time off. I mean, I don't think any of us start businesses with the intention of being tied to them 100% of the time and never enjoying life. Mm. And so that's one of the things that you know, I talk about as we're setting these financial goals. Great. We all, we want to hit a million dollars. Great. Okay. So how are we going to do that? And what is the quality of life going to look like? Who are we going to hire to help us? Um, it's that sort of decision-making that opens up once you get really honest about what your needs are. And then let's say, okay, so the goal switches. So what else has to give so that we maintain our quality of life and we satisfy our needs at the same time? Totally. I mean, you're talking about quality of life, which I totally agree with. But I think the other part of that is also like quality of clients. Like when we out of the like the scarcity mindset where we feel like we have to take every single thing that comes our way, it gives us that level of permission to be like, yeah, this actually isn't a fit or yeah, like this actually just isn't the right client for my business. And that doesn't have to mean anything about like me as a business owner, it just, it allows you to make better decisions, I think is what I'm really trying to say here, instead of feeling like you have to take it on. And I mean, it also kind of has a tumbleweed effect, I think, because as you're taking on, you know, better quality clients, better working relationships, things like that, that's only going to boost your referrals as well. That's only going to boost the amount of people talking about how amazing your work is or, you know, out in the world being like, that's like, this is the person to go to. So it really does allow you to grow in more ways than one rather than just thinking like, no, like this is the only client I'm going to get. So I need to take this on and it being like a miserable experience, which of course can have the complete opposite effect. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and I I want to add something to that. It helps you find what you're really good at and then start to develop systems and processes that help you do it more efficiently, which then open up your capacity for more. Mm. Um, So there's so many benefits uh, that come from that, that you just touched on. But yeah, all of those things. That's what we're really looking for is that ease. What I love most about this conversation today is that sales become so much easier when you relieve some of the pressure you're feeling around them. And knowing your numbers and what you actually need to make in your business, rather than some arbitrary goal you feel like you should have, is a great way to do exactly that. I mean, really think about it. When you feel like you absolutely have to sign that client, it leaves you questioning every single word you say. 
But when you know your numbers, know that you'll be okay either way and really give yourself the freedom to sell in a way that feels good, everything shifts. Even if you're thinking, but I really do need clients to sign, then shifting your mindset, relieving the pressure and feeling good about sales is even more essential to your success. Struggling to sell? Join me for my free 30-minute Sincere Sales Coaching Call, where we'll dive into that and so much more so you can sell in a way that feels good and close more of them because of it. Grab yours today at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales, because I only do a few of these each week. I find my clients typically avoid looking at numbers in the beginning because they're Mm -hmm. not exactly sure what to look at. So can you kind of walk us through like, what are the most important things to look at? How should we even look at them? Is is that like a spreadsheet? Is that bookkeeping software? Like, what does that even look like? And then what do we do with those numbers once we actually have them? Gotcha. Okay. So I am anti-spreadsheet. Just because because the room for error with a spreadsheet is so great, as much as we try to fill in all the blanks and make sure that, you know, we stay on top of that spreadsheet, inevitably we will miss something. Um, Even I am not immune to that. So I'm 100% in favor of bookkeeping software. I use QuickBooks online with all of our clients. Um, And it just makes my job really easy in the sense that Everything that comes through a business checking account goes automatically there. So it's not like I'm having to keep up with the transactions or the receipts. There's evidence of the purchase already there um, Mm -hmm. and it happens automatically. So that's the first thing. Uh, The second is I, I would suggest doing this when you first start your business because you need to that time to get adjusted. Um, to get acclimated to something that is new and what better time to do it when you don't have very many transactions and it'll be a lot easier for you to understand what's going on in the software then. Um, So that's the first thing. Uh, Second, it makes it really easy to run reports because you've definitely got to start looking at reports. And what I mean by that is your profit and loss statement at a minimum. So on there, you're looking at what your revenues were for the month what were all of your expenses and how those break down into categories. And you can keep the categories really simple. You know, we're talking about most of us have a couple of contractors that we might work with, you know, either on a regular basis or sporadically like a VA um, or a social media manager, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you have software that you use to manage your business. You've got advertising and marketing costs. Um, And then you've got office expenses. That's just keeping it really simple. Those are the things that mostly everyone will have in the beginning. Got it. And then from there, you get to what's called your net income or your profit or loss. And that's really what you want to focus in on. Because Mm -hmm. the first order of business for any real business is to produce a profit. And if you're not doing that, you need to know why you're not. Um, And sometimes it's not that you have too many expenses. You just don't have enough revenue yet. And so being able to distinguish between the two of those is the very first place I start. Ooh, I love that so much. I love how easily you broke that down. I think that's super helpful. And then I also love how you talked about like the first order of business being making a profit in your business, but also that that doesn't always mean that you have too many expenses because I think that is actually like a really good point. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know... (laughs) 
there are things that you need to run a business. I think that like, yes, running an online business means that we have a very limited amount of overhead, which is a beautiful thing. But I also think that, you know, we all reach a point where, you know, we're spending too much time trying to do it with the free thing when there is a better tool available or something. So I just like love how you broke that down there. So I think that a lot of people get stuck when it comes to setting financial goals because they're like, well, the goal is just for me to make more revenue, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the, goal, the goal is just for me, especially in the beginning, right? Like the goal is just for me to make more money, to get more clients, to like make this whole thing happen. So mm-hmm. what advice did you have for our listeners about like how to set financial goals that actually make sense for you and your business? And then like also how to like actually feel like you can hit them and keep them realistic? Yeah. So with that conversation, we get to talking about capacity. And so that's where I do start with the personal and I say, well, what is your your need in a given month? So what will it take to pay your, your rent, your utilities, food, and all of those things? And we find that number. And in finding that number, we say, okay, we go from there and we say, well, what will it cost for you to run the business? So we're looking at, you know, all those expenses I just named, contractors, software, office supplies, advertising and marketing. What does that cost? And we add those two things together and we say, what's that number? And that becomes our goal for revenue. So that's the very first goal. Now we could get all ambitious and, and make it higher and all of that stuff. But the very first first goal should be that magic number, which satisfies you and satisfies the business. Mm. And then from there, we look at what your offers are and we see how that lines up. How many of this particular offer would you have to sell? Or if it's multiple offers, you know, how does this lay out or line up on a calendar? When would you bring people on and how many could you support at a time? And so that's where the capacity piece comes into play. Um, And we see if you have room for more. And if you don't, you know, we talk about, well, what's the value in the offer that you have now? Could you add more value? Are you properly priced? All of those things go into making sure we're set up, you know, from the right place from the start. And then once you've maxed out your capacity, then we bring on other people. So that's when we talk about handing off some of those tasks that you're doing to a VA or maybe even automating those things, subscribing to a software, putting in in some systems, automating some things so that you can even save money before you hire a VA. So it's all of those things that will go into us, what I call maximizing the profit before we even think about scaling up. It's so fascinating to me to listen to how you're talking about this because it really is like very strategic in the way that you explain it. But I can see how much mindset is behind it because I know that like it's not always easy in business to stop, like stop at that number, right? Like to stop at that like core revenue number that you need to hit, right? It's not always easy to be like, okay, well, like that's enough. Like, can I start, you know, booking out a wait list or can I like bring on a team member here? Like that's when the mindset work really comes into play because 
the human tendency is to be like, no, I'll be fine. I'll just keep taking on more. I'll just keep piling it yeah, on. Or I'll like, just work later. I'll just work a little yeah, bit later. Totally. Yeah. And like, like nothing you're saying is like, well, then you stretch your boundaries and then you overwork yourself and then you, and then we just hit those numbers and that's how it all works. You know, like I'm being, I'm joking a little bit here, but like, yeah, no. And you know, sometimes it's when the money starts rolling in, when you see the revenue go, go up, then it becomes oh, well, I'm ready to make an investment. And for some people that like kind of sets things off the rails a bit is when that comes up. Um, So yeah, it's, it's not a straight course at all. And there are options along the way. And that's why the mindset is so important because you as the business owner have to be able to make a decision either way. Ooh, I love that. That's like such a good quote. And it's so true, right? Like, it just becomes easier to make those decisions when you have the actual data in place. At least that's yes. what I've found to be true in my business is like when I actually know my numbers, I can make better decisions moving forward. But where things get a little bit wishy-washy or where <laughs> I see things get a little bit difficult is like when we want to make this really like emotional based decision (laughs) when it comes to finances in our business, right? Because like in online business, there's always something else you could be throwing money at. Like, I really do believe that. Like there is always something else that someone will sell you that like actually may very well work and be a great investment for you. But like, there's always going to be another thing. So I think that at the point at which you can actually look at the numbers and you can actually make decisions that are based in actual numbers and not just kind of like how we're feeling about our business or um, ourselves or our emotions at the time, that is only going to benefit long-term because then we don't get so caught up in, in the emotion of it and we're actually able to make better financial decisions in the process. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm like, I'm like trying to explain it in a way, like how it works in my head. I'm like, I wonder if that made sense to anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so I had seen something on your website and it had talked about basically like how to break up your profit after you have that number. And I found that really fascinating. It was like a 30, 50, 20 rule or something like that. Can you kind yeah. of fill us in on what that is and what that does for our business? Yeah, so it's the 50-30-20 method. And I vaguely remember this from like personal finance. I used to read personal finance years ago when I was still in high school and was just always kind of amazed with budgets and things like that. But um, I see that how it really applies. Well, how I've applied it across businesses is, you know, I've gotten that question. I don't know what to pay myself. I know I made money. I know I should pay myself something, but right now it's all sitting in an account. And so I sort of look at it from there's the tax liability, which is a given. And that's the part that scares everyone. So the 30 percent in that formula, it's like the max tax allocation. And I've not found any business where it didn't work. A lot of times it's overkill uh, for some businesses. So we go, you know, a little it's being super conservative. So sometimes I'll manipulate that number. Um, The savings is just 20 percent. Super easy. It gives you enough to save to where you're building a cushion. You feel good about it. Even for some people, that's overkill. Um, but the 50%, it just feels really even. It's 
whatever the business made, it's the profit. You take 50% of it for you. The other 50% goes towards taxes and savings. And that's your 30-20. So breaking that up in that way, what I found that it helps business owners do is feel like they are supporting themselves but not leaving the business hanging, not leaving themselves open for you know emergencies to pop up and they not be able to cover it um, or not being able to make certain investments as they come up, whether that's a course or hiring someone or getting a coach or something like that. Um, that tends to be the percentages where they feel most comfortable. Yes, that makes so much sense to me. And I think that What I found most valuable about that breakdown is everyone says, you know, you should be saving for business reinvestment. You should be putting money aside for taxes. Don't forget to pay yourself. And like, that's all fine and well, but like no one actually talks about like, how do you actually do that? (laughs) Like, like what does that actually look like? And what is like that breakdown look like? So what I love most about that is like the percentage model gives you such a better idea of what that looks like. So you can Mm -hmm. actually implement that in your business instead of constantly wondering like, am I setting enough money aside for taxes or am I putting enough money aside for business reinvestment? And like, what is that business reinvestment even going to look like? And is this even necessary? Like those are the kind of thoughts that make it so much more difficult to take the actions, I think. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like paying yourself, like I even know some business owners who like won't pay themselves because they're so afraid of like that they're not going to distribute that money in the right way or like they'll only take money out when they need it for rent or things like that. So like I just love how simple that formula is so that you can really start like implementing that in your business now. And it's it's beautiful because you don't have to wait till you get to a certain point, right? That is the best part. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people are like, well, like it I really don't need to know these things until I hit, you know, 5K months or until I hit 10K months, right? And I think that this is something you can do. Like as soon as you start making money in your business, you can start setting up your finances in this way so that you don't have to to have those like looming questions of whether you're putting enough aside for taxes and so on. So I freaking love that. I think it's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And like I said, those numbers are adjustable, you know, according to your situations. But the best thing I've seen clients be able to do is decide that they don't need the full 50%. And they say, I've got a set number that I want to take. It's lower than that. Can we do that? And then we get to the end of the quarter and they're able to take a huge bonus. Because Mm. the money accrues no matter what. And so at the end of the quarter, you've got the overage sitting there. It's like, okay, now I feel really good about taking it. For three months, I've not had to use it for anything. It was mine to begin with. And I decided not to take it. But now I'm going to take it in a lump sum. And that feels so good to them. Um, Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that on so many levels because that's also like reinforcing for your brain that like you can put money into savings, but you're still getting that kind of like really great payoff because of it. Right. I think sometimes we think about savings as like, oh, savings, that's kind of a downer. Right. Like, (laughs) and I think that like what you're saying there is like, I mean, it's yours to begin with. You're saving it in case like, I don't know, the shit hits the fan or something like that. But 
then if you don't need it and everything goes as planned, you get like such an amazing payoff in knowing that like you are the creator of that, right? Yeah. Like you get the, Absolutely. you get to enjoy that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that so much. So how do you typically look at, like, what do you recommend for when someone should start outsourcing to a CPA, a bookkeeper, a CFO, anything like that? And really like let go of some of those financial pieces so that they're not the ones like actually, you know, in QuickBooks doing that kind of thing. Like at what point do you recommend really handing off those pieces? So my best recommendation is when you produce a profit, that's the main time you should at least consult with someone. I say there are two people you should always have in your back pocket, and that is an accountant and a lawyer. (laughs) <laughs> Those are two people that you don't want to be searching for when you really need them. You need to already mm. know who they are and they need to at least have some knowledge of your business to where they can properly advise you if you should need them. And then just outsourcing the day-to-day bookkeeping. Most clients come to me around the 5K to 10K mark. Um, and that revenue could be fluctuating up and down over months. And one of our first goals is to make it consistent. Um, So that's typically where most people come to me. They've run out of time. They don't enjoy the bookkeeping. They're using a spreadsheet and yeah, it's, it's gotten old really fast. So (laughs) (laughs) that is typically when, um, and then still I have some people who come at much higher levels um, with five, five digit months and they've outgrown their bookkeeper. Um, who was just doing the books, keeping them up to date for tax purposes and and that sort of thing. And they're more so looking for strategy. You know, they want someone to help them keep those things consistent. They want to keep more of the profit. They want to bring on a team. Um, And then I come on in more of a partnership role. And that's when I really get to function as CFO. So it can look very different for for many people. But if you're at a space where you don't enjoy doing it, you are profitable (laughs) because that is something I do require. Um, just because it's outside of my integrity to work with you. If you're not paying yourself or making a profit in your business, I am simply another expense that is not serving you. And mm. we want, yeah, we want you to be served. So for those people, I have my free resources, my blog, um, the believable budget worksheet, which I have. Those things can help hold you over until you can work with me on a more consistent basis or someone like me. Yes. I love that so much. So talk to me about the Believable Budget Works Cheat because I love the title of that. And I would just love for our listeners to know more about that. Yeah. So the title comes from, you know, we all, we set these budgets, even in our personal life, we'll set a budget and, you know, it'll be this lofty goal. And we're like, okay, we're not going to Starbucks anymore. We're going to save, you know, $500 in a year. And then we're miserable because we're following this hard and fast budget that has no room for fun (laughs) and and it's not really realistic. And so I think sometimes we bring that over into our business. And so I wanted to show you a way to create a budget that is actually believable, that takes into account the things in your life, but also shows you that it's possible. So, you know, in that way, we're looking at all of the business expenses that you have. We're looking at the number it takes for you to support your life. And then we're doing that formula I talked about earlier, adding that together to get to a baseline revenue number. And then from there, we're talking about, oh, well, how much is that? What is that going to look like in terms of client load and all of that? So it just walks you through that process, which I think is the the first step 
you know, with all of our clients that we look at, even the ones who've been in business for a long time. Totally. I, it's so funny. As you were talking, I was like, I don't want to live in a world where I can't have Starbucks. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> People are always like, yeah, you'll just like cut out those $5 lattes. And I'm like, okay, first of all, it's not an everyday habit. And second of all, like I need a pumpkin spice latte. I'm sorry. I know right. it's basic, but I need it. <laughs> you know, I, I've not once told a client to, to stop their Spotify if you love listening to music every day while you work in your office, you should at least have a Spotify subscription. You can have that. It's okay. Um, but, you know, the things that I look at when, I'm, when I am streamlining expenses, though, are things that they might have forgotten about. We all have those subscriptions that have gone on just a bit too long that we're not totally. using Totally. Oh, it's so and true. So, um, I've even seen double subscriptions like you have a subscription on your phone and on your laptop and I'm just kind of oh like, my gosh how does that even happen <laughs> um you know and that's not a you thing it's a software company thing like you know I'm the same person why are you charging me twice yeah. um, so it's that it's just looking for those things where we can say we're looking for you know expenses that should no longer be recurring but they still are um, I see that happen on uh, some payment plans that people get on so it's, it's more so that it's just having a, a really good eye on those things. Totally. I love that so much. Okay. So we will definitely drop that link in the show notes so everyone can head over there and grab that. And if listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? So I am on Instagram all the time uh, at the creatives CFO. And then of course my website, the Beautiful. Okay. We'll also link those up in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today and talking all things finances and goals and really defining our purpose and our needs so that we can make money that actually aligns with that because I love that so much. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me again. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, Sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. You know, someone who I find my clients typically avoid numbing. I'm trying to think where I want to go with this. Hold on. Okay.